Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing good. The sun's out. The weather's looking great. And today, I'm going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 9, entitled The Call of the Wild. This episode aired on November 25th, 1984. We get the return of Rick's mother, Evelyn. He gets his hopes up when his mother shows up with her fiancé and makes plans to move in next door. This episode's got a 6.0 out of 10 based on 18 ratings. It was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duklin, the creator, Ron Levitt, the creator, Michael G. Moy, the creator, written by George Tibbles, creator Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen, the creator. Before I officially get into breaking down the episode and kind of watching the episode, that's kind of what I do. I've not seen the episodes before, so everything I'm watching and talking about is absolutely 100% fresh. My reactions, if you hear them in the clips, are going to be absolutely fresh. I know nothing going into this other than Evelyn's making a return. And it sounds like she's probably going to be stirring up some trouble. Because it seems like whenever she blows into town, which is every great once in a while, it's for a reason. And Edward and she end up having a disagreement about something pertaining to Rick. So, I am going to get into the habit of referring to Ricky as Rick now that he's getting older. And that's how everyone else is referring to him. So... I would like to let you know, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, I'd like to thank you for jumping on board this wonderful train, this wonderful adventure, as we see a young boy go from a 12-year-old all the way up, I think he hits like 17 by the time the show is done in season 5. But I'd like to let you know where you can follow the podcast. I have to turn this fan on because I am getting warm. I got windows open, doors open, there we go. There we go. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Um, I'd like to let you know where you can follow along with the podcast if you haven't already. Silver Spoons Pod. It's on Instagram. On Twitter, you can go if you've been following along since the Punky Power Punky Brewster podcast, which Silver Spoons does share space on SoundCloud, which you'd know if you if you if you've been listening to the Punky Power podcast. Um. Also. It has its own Facebook page. It's Together We're Going to Find Our Way in Unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast. And it also, you can find episode info up on the Punky Power Podcast play, page. Um, if you've listened to the episodes, you kind of know, if you paid attention to the news, you know that... Punky Brewster looks like it's going to be coming back. It's definitely, I don't see it coming back in 2019 because we're already in July. My guess is probably going to be at least two, 2020, 
if not maybe 2021. So I'm hoping for 2020, and I will definitely be covering it. I said back in the day when I was almost done with Punky Power, I said, if, and this was a big if at the time, this is one of those ifs that you say that you're like 98% sure it may never happen. But I said, if it comes back, I'm going to cover it. And I will definitely cover it. Um, I've been hearing some other news. Since we are so big into the TGIF reboots lately, I heard Perfect Strangers is getting a reboot. It's on Hulu right now, so I could check that out if I wanted to. Which That was a, a show that my mom liked to watch. I remember that, and I like to watch it too. Um, I think I heard a smidgen, maybe, of Family Matters, maybe, might be coming back. But then, you know, with Fuller House, with the success of Fuller House, it's like, get these other TGIF properties made. We had Girl Meets World for three seasons on the Disney Channel. I honestly feel that the Disney Channel was not the best network for the show. It was a good show, but it could have been better if they'd put it on a different network. Heck, even if they'd put it on Netflix, you would have had grounds to make it a lot better than what it was. Because if you've watched Boy Meets World, this is not a Boy Meets World podcast, by the way, but um, you know that they handled some major, major issues on the show. You know, abandonment with Sean Hunter and stuff like that, and Corey and Topanga started dating when they were, like, 13, and then it moved on to them getting married at the end of the show and then moving to New York and everything like that. So it's just, like, I'm excited to see some of these. We all seem to be living in a nostalgic age where we're looking back and wishing on better times, you know, back in the 80s, back in the 90s. The 90s are hot right now, and even with Stranger Things, the 80s are still bubbling hot right now. So, I'm kind of worried that if we get to, like, 2040 or 2050, that the early 2000s are going to be what's in. Like, I don't know if I want to (laughs) be... for that. I mean, 2050, if you think about it, that's like 30 years from now. I'm gonna be like close to 70. Wow. Alright, um, yeah, let's jump into this episode. I kinda am curious, what's Evelyn has now been married, this is gonna be her third time. First was with Edward, they were married a week, they clearly consummated because she ended up pregnant, never told him that he had a kid, And then, of course, in the pilot episode, she married her ski instructor. That's why she shipped Rick off to military school. And then now she's got a fiancé. It's like, are you kidding me, Evelyn? Is this what you do with your free time other than spending money? At one point in season four or five, she's going to run out of money. And she's going to be, have to stay with the Strattons for a while. And at this point, at that point in in the show... Kate and Edward are married. It seems like whenever she comes in to stir up trouble, it's regarding Rick, or it's regarding Edward's relationship with Kate. And especially Kate's relationship with Rick. Evelyn's a mama bear. She doesn't want anyone stepping on her toes. She even said in the um, last episode she was in with the dirt bike in season two, she's like, he is my son. You will not parent him. You have no say. So, I'm ex- I'm kind of, maybe excited isn't 
the best word. I'm thinking more like curious to see what's gonna come of this. So let's waste no time. Let's jump into this. Oh, yeah, by the way, I just got home like an hour ago, less than an hour ago, from seeing the new Spider-Man movie because it came out today. And I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And I did stay for that that little end scene that they throw on after the credits. So, wow. Just wow. You know there's going to be a third Spider-Man. So, we'll see. And I, I, <laughs> I was so lost. For those of you that have seen the Endgame Avengers, I've not seen any of the Avengers movies. So they kept talking. For those of you that have seen the in the Endgame movie, whatever this blip thing they were talking about and something about going forward in time five years, I'm like, okay. I just figured they, they explained it as best as they could. I'll just have to one day watch that Endgame movie to kind of get what they're actually talking about. So, yeah, and I, I saw about Tony Stark and, like, the Black Widow, and I think it was Captain America, too, but they only mentioned... But anyway, enough of that, enough of that. Oh, also, um, if you guys want to see, there's a TV movie in 83, um, probably when the show was on hiatus, you know, for the summer. Joel Higgins... Mal from Silver Spoons, Melissa Joan Anderson, and then that one lady they call, I think her name was like Hot Lips or something on MASH, were all in a movie together where Melissa Sue Anderson, who played on Little House on the Prairie as Mary, she plays an 18-year-old college student who uh, the Hot Lips MASH woman is the prof her professor, and she ends up babysitting her two kids, and Joel Higgins plays the professor's Husband, of course, it shows they have a rocky marriage. And um, I was able to... I've been searching for this movie for a very long time. If you p type in First Affair into YouTube, you'll get a preview for it. Go down to the comments section where somebody asks, like, where do you maybe have the full movie somewhere? And there's a link to it. I was able to watch it this morning. It was... The dialogue was pretty not great. Like, oh, Edward Stratton, why are you having a relation, uh, intimate relationship with this 18-year-old Mary Ingalls? <laughs> cray cray, I know. But definitely, if you guys ever wanted to check that movie out, it, the link will take you to the website to watch it. It's broken down to like four parts. All right. Before I officially, I want to do this at the beginning of the podcast because I know I'm going to forget if I wait till the end. Hey, Quinn. Quinn's just hanging out, chilling, trying to keep cool. She's got a fur coat on. I feel. See, this is when I feel bad for my, my fur children. They got fur coats on. I try to keep the fans going, the windows open. And this is just July, everybody. It's like 82, 84 degrees right now. That's right, Quinn, it is. You're absolutely right. It's not your... You still got like 10 minutes, okay? And I'll feed you in 10 minutes. Start counting down. Alright, let's say hey to some podcast listeners for the week. <laughs> Orangevale, Orangevale, California. Irvine, California. Reno, Nevada. Massachusetts. Sheboygan, Wisconsin, Park Hills, Missouri, Fort Erie, Canada, Los Angeles, California, Cleveland, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Round Rock, Texas, 
Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Zionsville, Indiana, North Liberty, Iowa, Newburyport, Massachusetts, Leland, North Carolina, Garnet Valley, Pennsylvania, Manchester, Iowa, Burgoon, Ohio, Parksburg, West Virginia, San Clementine, Clementi, Clementine, California, Oceanside, California, Baraboo, Wisconsin, Lincolnville, Maine, Brooklyn, New York, Swanee, Georgia, Switzerland, and Lansing, L-A-N-C-I-N-G. I'm sure I mispronounced it. I'm sorry if it's pronounced another way, but it's the United Kingdom. All right. Enough stalling. Enough excuses. All right. We come out of the intro. We are in the living room. We actually do not get entry via train. We actually get Edward helping Rick tie his tie. He's going to be going out with his mom and everything. And always, 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 Rick is always like, do I have to wear a tie? And apparently Evelyn sent a telegram. Um, Evelyn, you know, um, there's this new invention. I think it came out a bit ago. It's called a, oh, oh, I don't know. What is it? What? It's a telephone. You could have called. Where are you at that you had to send a telegram? What's it? Does did anyone have infomercials back in the like early nineties, late eighties of the singing telegram? I think mine was actually like a local thing, but it was. I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast before. It was really creepy because there's this guy that had like this um pig snout thing. But it was around his waist covering his belly button. And it was so creepy. And that is the one. And the guy wore like a a cape or a mask. A mask and a cape. It was just haunted my nightmares forever. So I'm going to play this clip. Dad, do I have to wear a tie? Your mother's telegram specifically said have Richard looking his best. But this is not my best. I look my best in that sleeveless sweatshirt with the holes in it. Come on, Rick. How often do you meet a future stepfather? Huh? Yeah. Wonder what he's like. Knowing mom, he's probably some boring count or duke. All those guys ever talk about is who makes the best cigars? What fish lays the best caviar? <laughs> so it looks like um while Edward is getting Rick's tie taken care of. Kate's got a little uh, tea set thing set up on the coffee table. Maybe Evelyn mentioned she wanted some tea. And I gotta say, I think we've I've seen Joel Higgins wear this amazing blue and black stripe, almost like a silk type of fabric shirt. Oh, it makes him look really good. It makes him look good. And you know what? He and Rick are kind of coordinating because Rick's got like a dark colored shirt and a uh, blue tie, kind of the same uh, color as Edward. They both look good. So in the telegram, Evelyn stated she wanted Richard to look his best. And of course, Rick's like, well, I look best more in my sleeveless sweater with the holes in it like yeah but if you're meeting like this person that's going to be your new quote-unquote stepfather you want to make a good impression 
And what's interesting is both Evelyn and Grandfather Stratton are the only two that refer to Rick as Richard. Everyone else is like Rick. Kate called him Ricky for a bit. I mean, I called him Ricky for all of two seasons. Now I gotta try to uh, move out of the Ricky and move into the Rick territory. And Edward, while he's straightening Rick's tie, is saying, you know, I kind of wonder what this guy, this new guy that she's got is going to be like. And Rick's like, well, you know, he's probably like a duke or an earl. You know how mom likes to, like, marry, you know, marry up for money. And apparently these guys ever only like to talk about cigars and, like, the best caviar that come from whichever fish. That sounds boring. So doorbell rings! Evelyn comes in! I'm not really caring for the dress she's wearing. It's like a beige color with a lot of like sparkle jewelry around the, the collar and the chest area. She got a haircut! She got a haircut. It's shorter. It's parted kind of on the side there. I mean it looks good but yeah, I'm not really... Un of course, she's got to have her stole or her fur with her. So I'm going to play this clip. Ma! Richard! Oh. Edward? Evelyn? <laughs> so, where's your fiancé? He forgot Richard's present in the car. Here he is. Hi. Holy <laughs> Sinkowski. You're gonna marry Elmer Sinkowski? You must be Rick. It's like shaking hands with a building. <laughs> Elmer, this is Edward's assistant and best friend, Kate Summers. Oh, How do you do? And this is Richard's father, Edward Stratton III. Put it there, Edward. <laughs> I've watched you on TV a hundred times. <laughs> this is a major honor. <laughs> Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? One of the greatest defensive tacklers to ever play pro football, that's who. They used to call him the obliterator. The exterminator. <laughs> right. Well, I knew it was something destructive. Is the gentlest man on the face of the earth. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. For example, whenever I would injure another player, like break his leg or something, I would always send him a nice bouquet of flowers. <laughs> well, I'll bet you had a huge florist bill, huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, Rick, I brought you a little souvenir. Uh, come on over here and open it up, huh? So the guy's name is Elmer Simkowski? This guy is as tall as the doorway. His head is like mere inches from that curved doorway. And Edward and Rick are like starstruck. I mean, seriously, Rick's probably this guy's gonna be my stepdad, are you can whoa, oh my god. And Edward is like, oh my gosh. We banged the same woman. <laughs> He's like, I've watched you on TV like a hundred times. And of course, Kate, she doesn't know who he is. But what a dig for Evelyn. Of course, Evelyn's going to get a dig in at Kate when she introduces, you know, her son, Rick, Richard, and Edward Stratton III. And 
Kate Summers' secretary slash friend. And I, if I were Kate, I'd be like, uh, I think you mean girlfriend. <laughs> no, she doesn't say that. But then, of course, while Edward is busy drooling all over this guy, um, <laughs> Kate whispers to Rick, like, who, who is he? And Ricky is not suddenly, who is he? Who is he? He's only the blah, 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 like, tackle quarterback, whatever, receiver, whatever, whatever, what is he called? Oh, he's got a nickname. He's actually called the Exterminator, but Evelyn says, oh, the, um, she calls him the Obliterator. And this guy just looks like a giant soft teddy bear you just want to snuggle with. I mean, I don't want to snuggle with him, but that's the impression. He's, he's got, a, like, a heart of gold, even though, like, he breaks people's legs for a living. And gets paid a lot of money to do it. And he always gives them flowers in the hospital. Defensive tackle. Okay. Well, he's not a quarterback. And he's not a... Whatever that other thing was that I listed that I can't even remember now. The way that she says he's the gentlest man on the face of the earth. She makes this cute little sad puppy dog face. So, they got a big... Gray gift that's got like red, white, and blue ribbon on it. It's a gray box with red, white, and blue ribbon on it. I bet it's like an autographed football or an autographed helmet or something. So we're going to find out what this gift is. Let's all find out together what this gift is. Very nice. <laughs> it's a little bruised. It's uh, been in a lot of wars. I can't believe it. My head is where your head used to sweat. <laughs> Thanks, exterminators. We're going to be family, son. Call me Elmer. Why don't we have some tea? Over here. Elmer, can I take your jacket? Oh, please. <laughs> Whoa. Look at that muscle! <laughs> <laughs> like, Edward. Okay. Oh, she's looking. She's looking at that arm. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I can't believe it. Elmer Sinkowski is my mom's babe. So I was right. I thought it was either going to be an autographed football or it's going to be like a helmet. And Ricky puts it on. The helmet is humongous on his head. It, like, swallows his head whole. And Rick makes a joke about, like, Oh, wow, my head is where your head used to sweat. And I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> oh, the sweat, I'm sure, has dried since then. <laughs> um, Edward offers to take Elmer. Is it Elmer or Elmerson? It is Elmer, and the guy's name is actor's name is John Metzusek. Is that right? Oh, he died in nineteen eighty nine. That was thirty years ago. He passed away. Let's see what he passed from. Um. Okay, so he was a football guy. Wow. Oh, he had heart failure. That's so. He was thirty eight. That is so young to die. That is so so young. He was also in an episode of MASH, Trapper John M.D. He was in The Dukes of Hazard, this episode of Silver Spoons, Benson. He was in the- oh, he played that sloth guy in The Goonies? 
I gotta watch The Goonies this October. I think I would classify it like a semi-Halloween-ish, maybe, kind of, sort of, maybe not. What's the last thing he did? Oh, he was in the A-Team. He, what else was he in? Uh, Miami Vice, The Charmings, Dirty Dozen Fatal Mission, that's a TV movie, TNT. Is it a movie with Mr. T in it? It is a movie. It's a TV show with Mr. T. Wow. TNT. Perfect Strangers. Superboy. Superboy. What, is it a play on Superman? Oh, it is. kind of like a Smallville type thing. Gerard Christopher played Car Clark Kent Superboy. That's lame. Um, the last thing he did was Down the Drain in 1990. Um... No, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to pay five ninety nine to watch it either. <laughs> um, Edward takes Elmer's jacket, and his biceps are like both Edward's arms together form one of Elmer's. And Kate, meanwhile, we cut to Kate. She's pouring the tea. Edward notices, like, oh, honey, honey, let me let me get that for you because she's about to spill over. She's pouring. Like, she is like, ha, ha, ha. Her t she is almost positively drooling. She's like, got almost like the vapors, like fanning or something. Oh, wow. Oh, like, whoa, Kate, easy there. Easy, Kate. Yes. Uh, uh, all of that. Mm. <laughs> She's got a thing for Evelyn's men. <laughs> you see in the background, they got Phil dressed up. And of course, he mentions the train. Are they going to give him a ride on the train, I wonder? Maybe. Let's find out. Oh, he says, is that a train or is that like a big cigarette lighter? So I take it this guy's a smoker? Can't believe it. Elmer Sinkowski is my mom's babe. <laughs> is, uh, is that a working train or is that just a big cigarette lighter? <laughs> it really works. Did you build it yourself, Edward? No. I bought it myself. <laughs> you want to see? Yeah, come here. I used to have a train in my backyard when I was a kid. Union Pacific? Shook the house. <laughs> he is a great guy, Mom. Oh, I'm so glad you like him, dear. We're going to be spending oodles of time together. Do you mean it? Absolutely. I have a lot of lost time to make up for it. So of course Elmer's gonna want to ride on the train, and of course we get that applause. And also Rick's like, I really like him, Mom, and she's like, Good, because you know what? We're gonna be spending oodles of time together. We have a lot of time to catch up, you know, catch up and everything. And they kiss. On the lips. I, mm, I, I, I don't, mm, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird. I mean, he's 13, maybe 14 at this point. He's gotta be, he's gotta be 14, right? He's in high school. But, so, Edward takes Elmer, and Rick, of course, jumps on the back of the train. He's got the helmet, and he's, like, standing up as they go through. I'm like, you need to sit down. It's going to take your head off. 
So this makes me a little nervous because now Evelyn and Kate are alone. And you know, whenever they're alone, the claws start to come out. I was going to mention also, um, I shop at Bath and Body Works. They're not sponsoring this podcast. But, um, the candles I have that are really, really good, um, it's Summer Waffleberry. I just burned that one, and now I'm currently burning the Hot Fudge Sunday one. They smell so good. Those are definitely, I also have Banana Bundt Cake and then Summer Boardwalk. Which Summer Boardwalk, I'm a little iffy on, so. Alright, let's, I want to find out what's going to go down between Evelyn and Kate. Because no way did Kate miss that whole dig about Evelyn referring to Kate as Edward's friend. Because you know Edward and Kate, they are getting married this season. I am excited. Ah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been building. It's been building since season one. I'm excited. That's That's what I'm looking forward to this season. You know, Kate, that big man on that little choo-choo has made me want to build a whole new life. He's so clean and pure and vigorous and American. He even yells at people in traffic. And I bet they listen. (laughs) He's inspired me to go places I've never been before. The supermarket, the dry cleaners, maybe even a garage sale. Evelyn, you can't trade in your lifestyle like you trade in your Rolls Royce every September. True. But I'm ready to change. Kate, I need people lessons. <laughs> Evelyn, are you asking for my help? Yes, yes. I'm tired of life in the fast lane. I realize I want to be just like you. Simple and ordinary. <laughs> You're willing to stoop that low. I am. I am. All right, why don't we start by making lunch for the guys? Great. I know we can go into the kitchen and boil up some hamburgers. Okay. Well, this is a different side of Evelyn we've never seen before. This, um, her... She hasn't even mentioned, really, that he's her fiancé. Well, maybe she has. But... Being with Elmer has changed her into wanting to be more like Kate. You know, uh, she even wants to, like, go to garage sales and supermarkets and do her own dry cleaning and everything like that. And she calls Kate, you know, I want to be more like you, Kate. Simple and ordinary. And they both... This is... I, I was completely floored by this change of behavior in Evelyn. Like, wow, okay. Okay, I can get on board with this for now. We'll see how long this lasts, though. So both ladies decide to go into the kitchen, and of course, Evelyn's like, yeah, we can boil hamburgers. She is, wow, she is really, she must most likely have servants, has had servants cook her food for her since day one on Earth, so... Yeah, she definitely has got to take people lessons from Kate. And Kate is definitely a good teacher. So in the next scene, um, also, unfortunately, the sun has gone away. It is now raining and thundering out. 
at 7.30 at night. This really sucks. <laughs> like, we haven't had enough rain. Well, in the next scene, Edward's got his trombone out. And he's got... What is that thing that's covering the hole that's letting the music out? It's almost kind of like muffling it a little bit. I think whenever they can get Joel Higgins, who plays Edward, whenever they can get him playing a guitar or a uh, trombone or something like that, they definitely want to uh, show off his musical skills. I'm going to play this clip as Kate comes in and asks Edward what's going on, you know, what's bothering you. And he says this huge mouthful that I, something about his ex-wife being in town, being obnoxious, driving him up, driving him up the wall blues. Something bothering you, Edward? Something bother me because I'm playing a tune called I've Got the Obnoxious Ex-Wife Who's Been in Town for a Week is Driving Me Crazy. I don't think I can stand it anymore, Blue. <laughs> Look, Edward, I wouldn't blame you if you were jealous because Rick likes Elmer so much. Oh, come on, Kate. Elmer's a great guy. It's Evelyn who's driven me to the trombone. <laughs> Rick seems real happy that his mom is spending so much time with him. Oh, sure. Spending time with him now, pumping up his hopes. She's not going to change, Kate, no matter what she says. It's like a werewolf promising not to get hairy during a full moon. <laughs> well, she's trying real hard. I was working with her in the laundry. She has a real knack for separating the wash and wear from the delicates. <laughs> I do want to give her a chance, but I don't want to see Rick get hurt. So, really, Edward's main concern isn't so much Evelyn as the fact that he knows that she is not going to change her spots, just like a leopard. And he's really concerned over the fact that she's being all chummy with Rick now, but when she leaves and goes back, how is that going to affect him? She's just, or, he's just worried about Rick's emotional state. And, you know, Kate says, you know, she is trying. She's separating her everyday wear from her delicates. And he just doesn't want to see Rick get hurt, which I get it. Rick's been hurt by his mom before. She just comes in, blows into town, send, gives some gifts, shares some kisses, and out the door she goes. But I guess they went to a football game. And Evelyn, of course, is wearing another, either a mink or some type of a fur. What a great football game! Hey. Mom actually liked it! It was remarkable. I screamed like a banshee and nobody stared. Uh, I swear I heard you all the way up in the broadcast booth. <laughs> you mean when I did this? Oh, man. Don't do that. Who is that? Gurang? <laughs> yeah, no, no, Reeves. Uh, I'm sorry. She was just playing with an air horn. Even when she tries to be plain and simple, a butler shows up. After the game, Elmer took us to a restaurant where we encountered some of his former co-workers. Yeah, Pork Chop Johnson and Bubba Bronski. 
I have never seen a man crush a beer can on his forehead. <laughs> oh, I was just showing off. <laughs> I've never had so much fun in my life. How could I have breached 29 odd years and never <laughs> tasted beef jerky? <laughs> well, you are changing. She really is, Dad. Mom and Elmer, they're going to buy a house right here in Shallow Springs. Oh? Where in Shallow Springs? Hi, neighbor. <laughs> so apparently Evelyn had, I thought she was like shouting from the stands because Elmer says he could have heard her in the broadcasting box or booth. And she pulls out an air horn and of course has to play, blow it in the house. And we get, I thought it was Jeeves or Jenkins, I think it's, but no, this is a different butler we've not seen before. This is Reeves. I think, Reed? Reeves? I want to look and see if we see this guy. Because he comes in with a you ring Like, um, um, what is his name? Oh, what is his name? From Adam's family. Lurch! That's it. That's it. That's the one. Let me check this out. Reeves. Eh, stinking thing. Let's see. Here, season three. And it is episode nine. So, Reeves is Bill W. Richmond. The guy looked like... Oh, he passed away, too, in 2013. Let's see. wonder if he's been on anything else. Um, he was only in this episode. We never see him again. Last thing he did was in 80... Everything he did, these three things he did, was in the same year. So, Basically, looks like uh, Evelyn is going to be moving to Shallow Springs and not just in their town. Oh, no. She's going to be... Hi, neighbor. We're going to be living right next door to you. Like, oh, my goodness gracious sake. Really? Don't like that. But Ricky loves it. He's like, I want my mommy right next door. So I can go over there whenever I want. Hey, we get Alfonso. Sweet. We see him going past the front, uh, the uh, French doors out on the patio area there. And there, he and Rick are throwing a football. We got Elmer... In a sleeveless shirt. Probably getting his uh, his laps in. Training. So the boys play a little weird version of Monkey in the middle. Like, hey, let's give him an instant replay. As Rick takes the football. Goes, tosses it right between Elmer's legs. Because the guy's a giant. And Alfonso catches it. You know a kid's a dancer when they can do it. He can do a split and doesn't scream out in pain. So Rick's really excited about the idea of his mom and Elmer moving in next door. And they're all like, well, we can play football all the time, every single day. And Elmer's like, yeah, we can even have block parties and barbecues and even start a neighborhood watch. And of course, Alfonso with the, uh, the man crush here, he's crushing hard on this guy. Like, yeah, would you hear we won't need a neighborhood watch? You guys look like you live in a fine neighborhood. I mean, come on. Oh, I guess Edward was there, too. Because <laughs> he's got, uh, looks like he's got a bum shoulder. As he's like, ah, my shoulder. Uh. He's, well, three out of the five guys are wearing jeans. Edward, Alfonso, and Rick are wearing jeans. And I think 
Elmer is wearing like some those like nylon type training, you know the kind that the basketball players would wear those training pants that they would like. R- they have that button up the side so you can just rip them off. Yeah, and I love how Evelyn is like, I've never done this in my 29 years. Like, you are not 29. I, it really, when people are like, oh, celebrating my third 29th birthday. It's like, just, come on. If you're that embarrassed by your age, it just, it, it annoys me. It's like, you're not 25, you're not 29. You don't need to be ashamed of your age. I'm going to be 37 and like, over a month and a half from now. Am I worried about being that much closer to 40? Heck no! Of course not. I'm going to embrace it. If I turn 50 and 60 and 70 one day, I'm going to embrace it. You will never hear me say, I'm getting old, I'm getting older. You will never hear me say that because I will never say it. Because I'll never think it. You're only as young as you think and feel. Did he dislocate his shoulder? Because he is like, and Rick's like, hey, what's up with your shoulder? Is it going to be all right? He's like, oh, yeah, once the feeling comes back my arm and it's not tingling and numb, it'll be fine. I'll be ready for another go around. So Elmer's got some gator juice, which is what? Straight up liquor? Moonshine? I don't know. Edward's like, oh, no, no, no. He, I bet he's going to have no choice but to down that. Hey, it's gator juice. I thought he's going to make him drink it. No, it's like a salve or something. Like, wasn't there something, like, for bee stings? Like, if you pee on it or something, like, the sting will, like, go away? I don't know. I thought there was, or was it, like, a burn or something? I can't remember. It was one of them. So, Elmer takes a little bit. Puts it, just kind of lightly rubs it on Edward's shoulder. And at first you think it's like burning his arm. He's like, ah! And then he's like, oh, actually that feels pretty good. You can definitely compare and contrast Edward's arm muscle over Elmer's. Like, I've said before that, yeah, Edward's got some great... Joel Higgins has got some great, great forearms. Very, very nice, but... (laughs) <laughs> Definitely a dad Edward's got a dad bod Whereas of course Elmer He's a professional football player He's going to have a football player's body And I just love the fact that Edward wants to be one of the big boys He wants to play with his kid And you know play the old football But of course He's having a hard time measuring up Oh my gosh he's drinking it Oh it's juice yeah that's right He did call it juice Says Edward's like, wow, that stuff's amazing. And Elmer's like, yeah, you should see it work on grease stains. So Elmer excuses himself, like, hey, let's go to the burger joint and get a, what do you say, a slurping burp? Which, what is that, like, uh, slang for, like, slurpy or something? Uh, Like, oh, also, I was watching Different Strokes, and they mentioned, like, Hamburger Heaven or something, which, in season one... Rick and Arnold Jackson from Different Strokes. Actually, they both live in New York, so they must live within the area of each other because that Hamburger Heaven place, or whatever it's called, was featured in Season 2 of Silver Spoon. So I love the connection there. So Alfonso's like, okay, uh, Exterminator, that's um, Elmer's nickname, like, try to get through me. It's like, he is gonna carry you out the door, Alfonso. He grabs him wedgie style, 
and just picks him up and carries him out. Which would you expect any less? So I'm going to play this clip as, you know, Alfonso and Elmer, they're out the door. And Ricky mentions how when he was a little kid, he used to imagine him and his mom getting back together. But I'm kind of wondering if now that Elmer's in the picture, it's like an extra, like a second dad to him. So I wonder if this is going to make Edward a bit on the jealous side. Like, here comes this guy honing in. I've had, what, a couple years with my son, and now this guy comes honing in on this. And I bet he's going to get a bit jealous. You know, Dad, ever since I was a little kid, I used to dream about you and Mom getting back together. Having her live next door is going to be the next best thing. Yeah, I just hope works out, son. <sighs> what do you mean, hope? Well, it's not going to be easy for your mother, you know. I just hope she can pull it off. She's doing great. We've done all sorts of stuff together. Tonight when you're at the play with Kate, she's going to come over and we're just going to hang out. I didn't believe it at first, but now I'm convinced she really wants to be with me. Don't worry about it. So yeah, he says that, you know, his mom's just going to come over and just hang out with him. Because, you know, Edward and Kate are going to the, a play or something to that effect. And... Edward does kind of warn Rick, like, hey, um, I wouldn't get too, too comfortable. I mean, it's good that she's spending time with you, but I don't think it's... He's kind of, like, insinuating, like, ride this wave for what you can get out of it, but odds are this won't last. He knows Evelyn. He's known her longer than Ricky has. He knows, in a way, that she can't change her spots. And Ricky's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Dad. I mean, she's going to be living right next door. I get the feeling this whole thing is not going to work out. It really isn't. Because I don't think we see uh, Evelyn again at least until, like, season four. Maybe season five. They got Phil dressed up with, um... I can barely see him in that, uh... That... Winter jacket with the furry hood and the red scarf and the red mittens. I mean, this is supposed to be, what, November, I think? So, we're going to be getting into colder weather. It is New York, after all. So, Rick's sitting at the desk, whether he's writing a letter to somebody. He's probably waiting for his mom to show up, which he probably does forget. I bet anything, or she shows up late and makes an excuse, like she is known to do. I'm just looking at the back of Ricky's hair. Is he getting at the bottom that mini baby mullet that we'll probably see next season? Like, uh, I don't like the baby mullet. I, I don't like how they have his hair cut. It's like cut, like almost bowl cut, but then it's like kind of like going down in a V. And you can see underneath where it's been kind of shaved a little. I am not digging the season three Rick look. I'm really, it's not great. But I gotta say, you wanna know what is great? Joel Higgins in those jeans. Oh. Mom! Hi. Here. Thank you. So, what should we do tonight together? Well, I figured you could help me out my book report, then we go bowling. Bowling? That's perfect. Listen, I'm sorry I was late. The street out front is full of traffic. The Wentworths are having their going away party next door. I know I can hear them out on their lawn. They invited me, but no way I'd miss spending this evening with my son. Great. 
Here's my book report. Tell me what you think of it. I have to read it out loud on class Monday. <clears throat> the Call of the Wild by Jack oh London. God. I've never read that. This should be informative. This book was very good. It was exciting and fun to read, and it kept my interest throughout. That's my standard opening. The teachers love it. <laughs> I especially like the part where Bug watches two dogs fight, and the loser is slashed to ribbons. <laughs> By the way, Buck's a dog himself. Even though... So Evelyn does come over. She says she's a little late that um, the road was lined with cars, a lot of heavy traffic. The house that she's buying next door, they still have people there because they're actually going to be moving. They're having a um, going away party. There's fireworks. And she's like, all right, what's on the agenda? And he's like, well, I thought you could help me with my book report. I got to turn in Monday. We just want to hear what you think as I read it out loud. And he says, after that, we can go bowling. And I noticed that Evelyn... <laughs> Everyone's wearing jeans in this episode. I mean, you got Rick, you got Evelyn, you got Edward. I think Kate might have been wearing... Well, was she wearing jeans? Um, Alfonso was wearing jeans. Anyway, so he's going... He's reading <laughs> this book report, and you heard in the clip, and I'm like, okay, that is kind of a weak opening. Like, I like this book report. I like this book, The Call of the Wild, which is funny because that's the episode title, is The Call of the Wild. And he's like, it held my interest throughout. And then he's like, oh, that's an opener. The teachers love it. And I'm like, well, that is kind of weak. It's, it's kind of weak. And he mentions how his favorite part of the book was when Buck watched two dogs rip each other to shreds. And you see Evelyn kind of like, ugh. And Ricky's like, well, Buck is actually a dog. Well, Buck is like part, he's like a dog wolf hybrid right I'm, I'm pretty sure cause I well when I was 10 in the f 4th grade I read The Call of the Wild but this is the great illustrated please don't laugh the great illustrated edition that's how I read some of those classics um, you know I got The Call of the Wild and Black Beauty I got those from my mom for Easter and then I bought on my own Frankenstein, and the other one was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And that is the first book, I think, where I ever dealt with a flashback before in a story. So it was a bit confusing. But he gets interrupted because the neighbors are shooting off fireworks in November, or whenever this is supposed to take place. Yeah, Evelyn's rocking a... Um, uh, football jersey um it's it's elmer's football jersey number 72 and rick's got a red football jersey on it's number seven you can see way in the back it's like you can see the the sky in the background kind of lighting up they got and you can hear you know some racket from the neighbors out there too so he's amazed by the fireworks and evelyn's mentioning we have them all the time in europe for like bastille day and stuff like that Apparently, there's fireworks on her birthday. It's a national holiday over there in Europe. They all celebrate Evelyn's birthday. Oh, in Munich. In Munich, they have fireworks for her birthday. Um, why am I getting the impression that Evelyn is getting itchy feet and she wants to get up and, like, go? You know, she's always traveling from either Munich or Europe or where wherever she's getting itch to go. So I can definitely see that this thing with Elmer is not going to last. We don't see him again. 
So we don't see Evelyn again until season four, episode three, poor Evelyn, and the 20, episode 21 of season four, and in two episodes of season five, author, author, and Mother's Day. So we will see Evelyn at least four more times before the show is completely done. So I'm going to play this clip as I'm guessing that Evelyn's going to be breaking some news to Rick that... It's not working out with her and Elmer. She's going to move on to, like, Europe or some other place. I just, I get the feeling that that is going to happen. I really, really do. Because we know that Evelyn is not really one to really tight, you know, and settle down. All this talk about her wanting to become a different woman and needing people lessons from Kate. It's just, it's, I think what Edward was prophesizing in a way is coming, going to come true. And Ricky's going to be hurt. Like he always is. Is that why the episode's called Call of the Wild? Because of Ricky's book report? Let's get back to real life. Even though Buck's a dog, he narrates the story. And he does a pretty good job for a dog. He's kidnapped from his beautiful home in sunny California. And is taken to Alaska where zero is a warm day. (laughs) (laughs) Who I think it is? It is. It's Manny Catherine. The Wentworths must have flown him over from the Imperial Hotel in Hong Kong. This could be the party of the year. Uh, Mom? Sorry, dear. I, I was just so surprised to hear Manny's magic fingers. Okay, now, I'm dying to hear. What happens to Jack the dog? No. No, Buck's the dog. Jack wrote the book. Oh, right, of course. (laughs) At night, Buck would lie by the fire and dream about his wild ancestors. He seemed to hear a distant call. It was like a wolf's howl. (laughs) I'd know that laugh anywhere. It's Sir James of Brooks. Richard. a little bit about the whole Call the Wild title of the episode being because of Ricky's book report. I'm kind of getting a sense of as he's reading this book report to his mother. His mother's getting distracted. You know she's all about the finer things, the finer this big old party this these Wentworth neighbors neighbors are throwing before they leave to go to wherever their journey's going to take them. They've flown people in, you know, uh, musicians from like France or Rome or the Netherlands or wherever. Gloria Vanderbilt is there. And, and it's just, she's getting so distracted. 
and Ricky is seeing this. It's almost like with Buck the dog, his, you know, he used to be a pampered pet in a way, but then he's getting that call, that urge, that wolf side of him is calling out to him. That, that yearning that he's feeling to just be free. And I think that's what Evelyn kind of wants. She, and finally, Ricky says, well, she thinks in his mind, she's not really paying attention. She's not really 100% here with me. She's more like 25% here with me and 75% mentally is at that party. He finally says, look, we can go bowling another night. Why don't you just go to the party? Again with the kissing on the lips. Stop with... He is... If it were like a toddler. But then even that... He's 13. Stop with the kissing on the lips. I know that was a big thing people say about Full House. With the kissing on the lips. With, the, you know, Jesse and the girls and everything like this. And it's just like... Did Evelyn go over there in that football jersey? <laughs> So it's the next day, and Edward, of course, is cleaning up the mess that the Wentfields or the Wentworths or whatever, whoever they are, they left a big mess behind because they had the biggest block party shindig of the century in Shell Spring, excuse me. I'm not sure what Kate's doing. She's at the desk doing something. Well, I'm sure glad the Wentworths are finally moving. Aside from keeping me up all night with that stupid party, look at all that junk they threw over the hedge. Oh, that's rude. Champagne bottles. Those are huge. Croquet mallet. <laughs> are they drunk? Lobster. <laughs> oh, look at this. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Top it all off, there's a Ferrari at the bottom of the swimming pool. <laughs> Yeah, you're telling me pool man doesn't come till Thursday. They had a wild ruckus party over there at the Wentworths. A French maid's outfit, a croquet mallet, a lobster, and he says something about, oh, these ginormous, like, Costco-sized versions of champagne bottles. And he says there's a Ferrari in his pool. What? When did the... I'm sure... Of course they've got a pool. We've never seen it. We'll probably never see it. I'm still want, waiting to see when are we going to get a shot of the kitchen. Because we've never seen it yet. We've only seen the living room most of the... 90% of the time. Rick's room 5% of the time. The study or library the other 5% of the time. That is pretty much it. I know for a fact... From other, you know, scenes from other episodes, like, I've seen bits and pieces from later seasons where there is a kitchen and they are in it at uh, one point or another. So there's a ringing of the doorbell. Evelyn is going to take Kate. They're going to go shopping. Evelyn comes in and she is, like, dressed to the nines. Like, she is ready to go jet out to Europe and just dine at the fanciest places. Because, you know, she does. That's how she's blowing through all of her money and she winds up broke. <laughs> but she comes for money too, so. And she, Kate's like, well, looking at her like you are way overdressed. We're just going to the fish market. Um, I'm gonna play this clip because it looks like Evelyn might. I was wrong the last time, but I might be right, and this might be when it happens. I don't know. Like I said, I could be wrong. I was wrong the last time. 
I was at the Wentworth's party all night. Anyway, I just came from speaking with Elmer. I have a big surprise. You're, You're pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> no, the opposite. We're splitting up. Elmer is a wonderful man. I gave it my best shot. I'm just not right for him. Let's face it. I'm not exactly the happy homemaker type. I've got to hand it to you, Kate. It's not easy being ordinary. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> you knew all along it wasn't going to work out, didn't you, Edward? Oh, well, I, I, I just... Yeah. <laughs> How's Elmer taking it? It's hard to say. He's always crushing beer cans on his forehead. <laughs> anyway, I'm leaving immediately. Lord and Lady Brooks have invited me to Bermuda for the annual shorts festival. <laughs> That's charming. <laughs> but you know, you have a son upstairs who's going to be very, very disappointed. I'm going to talk to him right now. Unless you'd like to tell him for me. Oh, give me a break. Get your butt up there and talk to your son. Well, I called it. Edward called it. But <laughs> when she says that she has news and they both say, you're pre say you're pregnant. I you heard me laugh out loud. Like, oh. She's like, no, the opposite. And I'm like, you had a miscarriage? <laughs> I, um, what, what? No, she says it's not working out between Elmer and her, which, duh. Of course not. They're two different people. And I don't, I mean, they're like, well, how did he take the news? She's like, well, I don't know. He's always crushing beer cans on his head, so it's really hard to tell what he's thinking. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was her fancy boy, her, 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 um, her fantasy man for a week. So yeah, I did not see that working out either. I mean, she was not gonna buy a house. But I guess she's going to, some people have invited her to Bermuda for the annual shorts celebration. I don't know what that is. And Edward hits the nail right on the head. He's like, well, you know, you have a son upstairs. You think you want to tell him because you know he's going to be hurt. And she's like, oh, well, do you think you could? I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He points a finger and like... Get your butt upstairs and you talk to your son and you tell him yourself. Ugh! Lady, goodbye until season four. Goodbye. Good day, ma'am. She points at the bottom of the stairs. She points at Edward and says, see, this is why I don't like real life. Well, we can't all live in a fantasy world, Evelyn, like you apparently love to do. Well, he comes into town when it suits her. Like, I guess I'll see my son because I'm in town and I'm dating this football player. So we're back up in Rick's room, and he's got this, it almost looks like, it looks like a air hockey table, but is that supposed to be a word processor or a computer? We've seen him use a computer before. It doesn't look anything like that. What is that big contraption? But hey, at least he got rid of that race car bed. We knew it was coming eventually. Oh, wait a minute. No, he's, 
that thing with the um the which the is that the door to the bathroom or no that's the door to the bathroom because it's got that telescope in it that one with the um the dartboard on it that's the door to the outside. Come in. Hi, mom. Hi. What you doing? I just work on a program for my computer. Oh, you're so intellectually gifted. Let's see if it works. What is that? It's called Donkey Invaders. <laughs> That's lovely. Uh, Richard, there's something I have to tell you. You're leaving, aren't you? How did you know? Well, I guess I just realized. Just like Buck the dog. I beg your pardon. <laughs> what I mean is, last night, when you heard that party next door, it's just like when Buck would hear the howl of his ancient ancestors. Sooner or later, he had to join them. Just like you had to join the Wentworths. Let's face it, Mom. You're just a party animal. <laughs> I like to think I'm more than that. But you're right, I'm not good at staying in one place. Look, Richard, I'm sorry I disappointed you. I know how much you wanted me to settle down with Elmer and live next door. And I wanted to make up for all those times I wasn't there for you. You tried, Ma. I don't want you to be somebody you can't be. Thanks for understanding. Well, I guess once again I'll miss out on being named Mother of the Year. You are never going to be Mother of the Year. Not in my book. Son, I know it was a disappointing experience. Yeah, she's pretty much she's gone. He was playing some type of a video game. I'm like, how small is that little screen? And you don't see it. All you hear is these boop beep 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 sounds. Okay. And of course he does refer to her you're just like Buck the dog from the Call of the Wild. Like just like Buck hearing his the howling of his ancient ancestors. <clears throat> and you just wanted to be at that party and everything like that. So they hug. She's like, oh, I guess I'll not get Mother of the Year. I'm thinking you were never going to get that. And they hug, and it's sweet. Now we're downstairs, and they're shining shoes with that gator juice. Cool. Cool. Okay, so I want to go back for a second. He's working on a program for his computer, his little computer. And it's called Donkey Invaders. He probably couldn't say, like, Donkey Kong or anything, so, yeah. She's like, you're so intellectually gifted. Well, of course he is. He's a computer whiz. He likes to play sports. He's a jack-of-all-trades. Son, I know it was a disappointing experience, but you know there's some good things came out of it. You got to spend a lot more time with your mom. Yeah, we found out about Gator Juice. Want some more? Yeah, please. Here you go. Oh. <laughs> Works on glass too. Yeah. 
Elmer. How's it going? Uh, you heard Evelyn cut me from the team, huh? <laughs> That's pretty rough, huh? Yeah. I feel like my heart's been blindsided by the fearsome force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably for the best. Evelyn is a great woman and she tried real hard, but I guess deep down I knew all along that she's a Rolling Stone and I'm Moss. She just couldn't gather me. <laughs> well, Elmer, even though things didn't work out, I hope we'll all still be friends. We like you a lot. Aww. You guys. He's like seven Aww. feet tall. Oh my Aww. gosh, he's picking them up. Oh my god. <laughs> so apparently they are using that gator juice not just on shoes, but on that glass coffee table as well. And back up in Rick's room, you know, he's just. I understand that she's saying, like, she and Elmer just. They weren't a good fit together, and she's not one to be tied down for, like, the home life, the married life, the housewife. That's not her. She likes to go. Come and go as she pleases. And, you know, when. When. Uh, fancy times are calling, she's gotta be on the next plane out. So. We get a doorbell ring and it's Elmer and like hey Elmer how you doing and he's like well you heard you know Evelyn cut me from the team and I'm doing all right I mean I kind of figured all along that we really weren't you know a good match and he you know refers to her like a rolling stone and him being moss that she wasn't able to gather him and and they're like, well, hey, you know, we still like you. We want to be your friend. And he's like, oh, you guys. And he picks them both up. <laughs> like, whoa, this guy is, like, huge. He's, like, seven feet tall, probably. He's humongous. And that's the episode, pretty much. Um, I, I thought it was cute. It was interesting because you normally see Evelyn always coming in a fancy dress with, like, either a stole, a mink stole, or some type of fur coat. And to see her in a football jersey is hilarious. I mean, she tried. She did try. And she dressed down. Then she know, but you know, fancy times are calling. She's got to be on her way. She's gonna go to Bermuda, and she'll probably look. She'll. We'll see her again in in early season four. So we still got a ways before we get there, but kind of going over that scene where she said she has a big surprise she was talking with Elmer and Edward and Kate are like you're pregnant I would sincerely hope she would not have another kid because she's not around for the one she already has so yeah no she'd be taking precautions I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up getting her tubes tied after she had Rick alright so that is the end of the episode I think I'm gonna give this I'm going to give this one, I think I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I just, I thought it was just, it was a cute and funny episode. Um, I liked when Evelyn came in and the whole thing of her saying that she has a big surprise. She talked to Elmer and then Kate and Edward were like, you're pregnant. <laughs> um, also when, at the end when, um... He, when Elmer picked up Rick and Edward, I thought that was cute. I gotta say, um, Evelyn's jersey 
was pretty cool. But, but um, I really like the scene where Ricky is reading his report and she's kind of getting distracted and stuff like that. I like that we got to see, oh, 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 the scene where <laughs> um, Elmer, you know, takes his jacket off and Ricky ex exclaims like, whoa, look at your arms. And Kate, meanwhile, is pouring tea and it's starting to overflow and Edward has to kind of jump in like, oh, honey, honey, there, let me take that. <laughs> Which I'll put that I'll put that clip up on uh, the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook. I just I think that is so funny. <laughs> uh, let's see what the next one's gonna be here. Let's see. All right, the next episode is gonna be season three, episode ten, Beauties and the Beasts, which aired bleh, which aired on December 9th, nineteen eighty four. Rick. Freddy and Alfonso hold the Miss Fuller Freshman pageant where things go wrong. This one's actually rated at 7.6, which is quite a bit higher than the last episode. We do get the return of Leslie. <sighs> this is the last time. Thank you that we ever see her. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We get Tracy Wells, who you all will know if you've seen Mr. Belvedere. She plays Heather Owens, the daughter of George and Marsha. Which I have not done, um... I've covered some of Mr. Belvedere on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast. So if you want to check any of those episodes out. But I haven't done that in a while. And I think I, I should get back on that. So, oh, we get a character named Angela. Because it's the 80s and that name was rampant wherever you go. You, you can find someone with that name. So, alrighty, righty. That is it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, I always have fun with these episodes. I just love watching them for, you know, the first time and just being surprised and knowing that sometimes the things I predict and then, uh, you know, we watch, you know, hear the clip together and we find out that I'm wrong and I will gladly admit when I'm wrong. So, yeah. Everyone have a wonderful holiday week. And now I'll be back. Next week with the new Silver Spoons podcast episode. Look forward tomorrow for Full House birthday blues episode in honor of Andrea Barber's birthday. Also later this week I will be doing the House Meets the Mouse Full House episode from season six. It's a two-parter so I will be separating those into two separate episodes. So it's not over three hours long because I don't want to do that to you. So all right everybody have a great great night. Bye bye. <laughs>